When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. This is going to become a regular weekly thing. I can just tell. We are getting so many questions that uh, we really do have to devote a podcast a week or so to answering the questions that you call in to 855-935-TALK or send in, speak in, record in at uh, TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Got a lot. Because uh, I don't want to do more than about uh, four a podcast because then it makes the podcast too long. So today it is once again a Friday Q&A day where we're going to get some questions answered in the order they were received. We're very fair about this. We're trying to take them in the order they were received. And that's what we're going to do. If you have questions, call them in, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And if you like talking with us live with your questions and comments, you can do that on Saturdays, which I'm recording this on Friday. That means it's probably tomorrow. As Tom and I get together for a live radio version of Talking Real Money on Como Radio in Seattle, and the number is the same, 855-935-TALK. We start taking those calls at 3 p.m. Eastern or noon Pacific. Now, let's get started with our very first call that came in by phone. Hi, Tom. Hi, Don. Quick question for you today. Well, it might not be that quick, but long-time listener, uh, gone through the website, consumed a lot of your information so every now and then friends and family poke me wanting to know what do I think about something and I've run into something that I would like to pose to you I've got a co-worker uh, she's a federal employee she is active in the TSP she's 67 years old everything she has is in the TSP she has a modest home that is paid off. She has about $20,000 cash between checking and savings at a local credit union. She wants to know because she has no plans, zero plans to retire at this time. She loves what she does. She wants to stay. There is no plan or target date for her to retire at age 67. She wants to know should she increase her TSP contribution or do something else. My thought is at this age, it may be a little late to start her off, but it's probably time since she does not have any uh, after-tax uh, investments, it might be time to put something in a Roth to um, at least hedge a little bit of those uh, uh, tax liabilities from her TSP and make those contributions. 
between what she has in cash, she could uh, in the uh, credit union, she could easily make the seven thousand dollar contribution into a uh, Roth IRA, and I would be more than happy to help her set that up at a uh, Vanguard or a Fidelity, and use your uh, three fund example off the website. But my concern is. Is it too late for her to start that Roth because of the five-year hold? Is, there, is it too late from really gaining any advantage of depositing that money there to use those tax-free growth dollars to offset any tax liability of the TSP? I toss that to you guys, and um, yep. thanks for everything. The shows uh, appreciate all the help over the years. Too late? Heck no. Oh, and thanks for all the nice comments. No, no, no. I think this is great. As a matter of fact, what a Roth can do is give you a second source of funds down the road. It can also be used as a really effective tax-free estate plan because the money can just sit in that Roth forever growing tax-free. And uh, then the the heirs can also use it tax-free. So it's kind of cool to do this. If she's uh, not in any hurry to retire, she can wait until 72 now, remember, to take the required minimum distributions from the TSP, the, the, the company retirement plan. It's like a 401k, but with the government. So same deal. She does not have to take anything out of the Roth. Um, yeah, she does have to wait five years to take money from the Roth, but it doesn't sound to me like she wants to take anything in the next five years between now and 72. And, and if she did, then she could take money from her TSP to live on and leave the Roth alone. And that's what I would suggest doing. Leave the Roth alone forever, as long as you can. Let it continue to grow without taxation for as long as possible. Just kind of leave that as the, uh, the last of your life pool. And then maybe it gets passed on to heirs. So I think you're, uh, you're giving her good advice. And thanks for listening. Thanks for being our Talking Real Money acolyte. We're training people to give advice. <laughs> uh, 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Uh, I think this next one is also via phone. Yes, it is. Yes, good afternoon. I have a quick question about working in retirement. Um, if one has a Roth IRA and takes a short-term gig in retirement, for example, um, a $5,000 gig in a given year, is that the limit to which you may add to a Roth? At my age, I could normally add up to $7,000 a year to a Roth, but if I only earn $5,000 uh, in a given year in retirement, does that limit, does that cap the, the contribution right there? And likewise for the spouse. That's my question. Thank you. You are correct. If you are over 50, you can contribute up to $7,000 a year to a Roth IRA. However, you can never contribute more than your earned income if that is below that $7,000 number. So if you earn $5,000 in a year, then you can only contribute 5000 100% of your earned income. If you earned 
8,000 in the year, you could contribute 7,000. So it's, it's, the, the, it's the, the lesser of your earned income or, wait a minute, did I get that right? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> it's the greater of your total earned income or uh, the $7,000 for those over 50, 6,000 for those under 50. It's been a long week. <laughs> Really, it has been a ponderously long week. Hello again. I'm Don McDonald. If you have questions, please call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And I think we're now going to a recorded question. Yes, we are for a change of pace. Hi, Tom and Don. Uh, Thank you for all you do for the community and uh, for helping us. I really enjoy your uh, show. I've actually I've been kind of binge watching because I came to know about your show maybe six months ago through Stacking Benjamins when Don had had uh, come on uh, Stacking Benjamins. So I've been like kind of you know following up most of your uh, podcast. So we have me and my wife. Um, we have um, we earn around two hundred and fifty k per year. We are in the Bay Area, California. And uh, we have close to 300, uh, close to 95K in uh, um, as cash and uh, 215K in a traditional brokerage account. Also, we have close to 600K in uh, 401K plus rollover IRA uh, and uh, uh, 100, 110K with um, around 110K in 529 plans. So the question is, um, um, I have around 16k uh, in uh, high yield savings account, which is fetching probably less, uh, maybe 0.6 percent uh, now, 0.60 percent. Um, but uh, the the thing I want to know is I am not, I don't know what's the best way to, uh, you know, like I feel I have we are holding on to too much of cash, and I, I am lost for ideas on how to you know i don't want to do the trade i have uh, individual stocks but i don't want to do too much of individual stocks i would like to you know move some of those money to a conservative investment uh, so i have uh, i would appreciate if you could um, you know help us get some idea on um, what is the best uh, traditional uh, you know or conservative investment other than high savings account thank you so much and uh, thank you for the great work you do Thanks for the call. Thanks for being a, a, a new listener after being a stacker. And uh, let me start rather than answer your question right away. Of course, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for any period of time, I have to start with an admonishment. You own individual stocks? Come on. Don't buy individual stocks. You, you're doing great. You've saved a ton of money. But what you should be doing with that brokerage account is building a proper portfolio, not playing the stock market. That money, along with some of your cash, you see, this is where I'm getting to answering your question. That 95000 in cash, that 215000 in the brokerage account should be turned into a proper portfolio, a proper, in, in our opinion. And that means that you need to understand your risk tolerance, which probably means going and taking our risk quiz, which is great and free and no obligation at TalkingRealMoney.com, and then building a portfolio that is properly diversified between 
equities, diversified global equities, so that you take the whole planet into account. Um, eventually overweighting small cap, eventually overweighting value, eventually having some emerging markets, eventually having some uh, some real estate investment trusts in there. And then a portion of that, you see, this is where we're getting to the semi-cash part. A portion of that in short to intermediate term, and I think the best place to be is short to intermediate term government bond funds. And you can get great short to intermediate term government or combo funds like the Vanguard Bond Index uh, through Vanguard, through Fidelity, through Schwab. And that gives you kind of a cash portion. It's not your emergency money. That should stay. Whatever needs to be used for emergencies needs to stay in the high yield savings. That's your money in case something happens to either one of you. But the other money, we got to start thinking in terms of portfolios. Wall Street brokerage firms want us to think this is a game, that you are a high-rolling speculator because you got your big highfalutin broker at a big brokerage firm. Well, your broker's not a, a, an expert by any means, nor are you. you know, for the last 20 years, almost any idiot's made money in stocks. So don't think you're brilliant if you did, if you picked good stocks, because you're probably just lucky. I would start to build a true portfolio with that other money. I really would. And that means putting in some bonds, which is where you can put some of that cash. So have the right amount of emergency money and then have a short intermediate bond fund as part of your portfolio plan for retirement. Thank you so much for the call. Truly appreciate it. And let's do one more that came in by phone. Hey, Don and Tom. Uh, my name is Kiefer. My uh, wife and I, um, I'm 40, she's 37, um, have decided to make a lifestyle change. And we're selling our house, and we found a new house out there. Um, we're, I'm carrying two mortgages, or will be carrying two mortgages for a little bit of time, but we're pretty confident, uh, as my wife is a real estate broker, we can sell our what will be our old house pretty quickly. Um, my question is about um, the, the money that will come as profit from the sale um, of our house. Um, we're getting a, a mortgage on the new house at uh, just 5% down. It's, a, it's an in-house loan. Um, but uh, our initial thought was whenever we do sell our uh, uh, house that we're in currently, we'll, we'll have around $70,000 in profit, uh, roughly. We thought we'd just dump that into the, the new loan um, and uh, the bank that we're going through offers a re-amortization uh, re thing where um, uh, we'll remove PMI, which is about 130 bucks a month. As I'm thinking about it more, I'm thinking about the uh, you know standard return and um, you know VT, VTI, and and those sorts of stocks. And I'm wondering, <laughs> should I go ahead and just pay the PMI? Um, it, you know, that doesn't amount to a whole lot over the course of a year. Um, it seems like the, the earnings from the 70000 will grow, you know, much more than it will cost me in PMI. But um, I want to make sure I'm thinking about this right. I really appreciate your insight um, and all the information that you give. Thank you so much. Thanks for that good question. That's a, that's a thinker. I like questions that make me think. Um, let me think. I, I think... 
that you may be right. You see, you're going to take 70000 out of the house. If that's a profit, that is a free, tax-free capital gain. So you don't have to pay any taxes. So you're walking away with seventy grand, and if you put it into the property, you and, and I'm assuming I'm going to assume this is an FHA loan. I'm thinking it sounds like one with the five percent. So let's go that way. With an with an FHA loan, you're paying MIP, and your MIP is yeah, monthly, uh, annually about one percent per year. So you'll be saving about 1% per year. Can you beat 1% per year with investments? Mm, I think you can. As a matter of fact, I think you could be relatively conservative. You could use a balanced portfolio or a target date fund even, not go hog wild crazy, although you're 40. So you can go a little total market index crazy like VT. But assuming you just do a balanced fund, you're probably going to make, on average, a hundred to three hundred a month more than you're paying in MIP. And uh, yeah, you'll have some sometimes when you're down, but you have time. Time is on your side. Uh, I think that it makes more sense to pay the extra interest. I would imagine you're getting a pretty good rate on your note. You're probably at three or less, which puts you at four with the the insurance. I, To me, it's pretty close to a no-brainer. It requires taking a little risk, but you're young enough to take the risk. And go get the dog, wherever the dog is. The dog was very unhappy, so go get the dog. Thanks for the call. Thank you all for calling. Thank you all for sending in your questions. Remember, you can call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 2855-935-TALK and leave your question. Or you can type it in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. That's a lot of work unless you're a good typist. That's why we gave you the, the ability to also use your computer mic and speak them in. I'm sure you don't have as good a computer mic as I do, but it'll sound pretty good. Just speak it in there using the mic button at uh, TalkingRealMoney.com. And if you have a really, 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 really complicated question and you wish that some 100% fiduciary fee-only advisor would spend a couple of minutes sitting down with you for darn sake, not charge anything, and not give you one of these annoying sales pitches, you know, where they kind of pretend to give you advice – but they say, oh, yeah, well, you really need to become a client before we can help you. Well, if you're if you're looking for something different than that, you're looking for somebody who's not going to charge, is going to give you up to an hour to really, truly help you, we want to make available to you one of our advisors at Vestry by Appella. It's so easy to do. And hundreds, if not thousands of people have done it. You just go to Vestry.com and either dial the phone number and make an appointment or you just use the appointment setting thing on the website set up an appointment and uh, we'll get somebody to meet with you and try to help you solve whatever the problem is that you're trying to solve or answer the question that is eluding an answer so go do that go to vestory.com thanks for listening to the podcast if you haven't yet we really appreciate it when you tell more about it, and and we we follow the numbers every every single day, and I got to tell you, over the past month or so, you guys have been remiss in spreading the word. 
our numbers haven't gone up. They've been flat, but they haven't gone up. I know it's summer vacation, but really, truly, the more the merrier. And if you love what you hear, let everybody else know. Go to Apple Podcasts, even if you're not an Apple Podcast user, and leave a review there. It's easy to do. You can just get an Apple ID. It's free. All right. Thanks for being there. And uh, again, call us over the weekend if you want to talk live Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern Time, noon to 2 Pacific at that same number, 855-935-TALK. We're talking real money live on Saturdays for two hours. So join us then. Also, check out our YouTube videos on, of course, YouTube. We didn't do any new ones this week because Tom was on vacation, but we'll get some more in next week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald, hanging out in my little room, thinking about and talking a lot about real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.